Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to four teenagers. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens, yet keep firm boundaries? Would you love to get your kids to listen without yelling and feeling frustrated first? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend slash guest, Liz Call. Liz is the creator, editor, and owner of Liz On Call. Liz On Call is a creative lifestyle blog sharing easy, doable crafts and recipes. She also incorporates her love of all things Disney, And as an extension of her blog, in 2015, she created Disney Food and Fun as a home base where she shares Disney crafts, copycat Disney recipes. Liz will be the best friend you never knew you needed when planning a trip to Disneyland. And so that is what I wanted to talk to her about today. So let's get right to our conversation. Hello, Liz. Thank you for being on my podcast. I'm so excited to talk with you today. So first, introduce yourself. Tell us all about your blog, your love for Disney, where you got started, all of the things. Okay. Well, I am super excited to be here um, and sharing just a little bit about what we do as far as vacation planning and specifically going to Disneyland. I grew up as a kid, we would go to California every summer, go to the beach, and we would go to Disneyland. So I have those memories of going with my family and just having so much fun. And um, I continued that as a young single adult, my girlfriends and I would go to Disneyland and we would just have a blast with just, you know, 20 ish year old girls and um, having a good time. And then when I had kids, it was just been really magical to experience that with them and seeing Disney through their eyes. And I actually started in 2010 with Liz on call. That is my creative lifestyle blog. And I shared it was a blog. Yes, it's a blog. Right, and that was before Instagram and yes, all yeah, that. before awesome. all that. So I've been doing the online thing for quite a while and I would share a lot of Disney inspired crafts and recipes. And um, then on one Disney trip in like 2015, I decided to do Disney food and fun because I love Disney food. And um, by then I was into Instagram more with Liz on call and it was just like a a natural progression for me to share my Disney specific stuff there. And I've grown that account and I do manage both and it's kind of a lot, but my Disney food and fun account is super fun. Um, and from that, I've been able to do some really exciting, um, trips and things with Disneyland. So not that Disney invited me or anything, but, um, with my travel partner and, um, with meeting just the Disney community. It's been really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you were kind of ahead of the curve a little bit with it. You just kind of naturally were already doing these things when Instagram came and so you've been in the game a long time. Yes, I've been doing it a long time. And I actually do have, um, like if you search disneyfoodandfun.com, it would go to the Disney section of my Liz on call website. So um, if people do search that because you can find Disney food and fun through Instagram or, um, just Google it and it should give you the website and you can find 
that information there. Awesome. And I'll put all that information on my show notes too, if anyone wants to find it that way. But I do want to share how I discovered your blog because it's funny. We both live in Mesa. We have mutual friends. Like I know you. Um, I don't think I specifically ever like was introduced to your blog or read your blog, but it was me Googling how to make buttermilk syrup without Uh. buttermilk randomly on a Saturday. And yours is the first one that popped up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know you. And so I started, you know, following you and reading your blog. And now every single time I look up that recipe, yours is the one I go to. And oh, that's so awesome. Because I know you and, and it was just funny to see that pop up and it was so helpful and so delicious. You have so many, even on the Zen call, you have so many fun ideas that are so easy because I'm not really a crafter. That's not really what we're talking about. And we could probably go into that, but we won't. But I love following you. Even though I'm not a crafter necessarily, I just love what you share because it's easy, doable, fun. So awesome. Perfect. I love that. You put it perfectly because that's what I want Liz on call to be. It's doable. Like I, if it takes me longer than an hour, I'm probably not going to do it. So whether it's a recipe or a craft, it's, I want it to be easy and accessible. And if you think I want Liz like me to be on call for you. So if you need help with, like you said, buttermilk syrup on a Saturday morning, it was like, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Um, if you need a quick birthday gift idea, oh, Liz has these free tags that will be perfect with this gift. So that's what I wanted. Yeah, to I love it. It's so good. We made your lemonade fruit dip the other day too. It was really, really good. So good. But on to our topic today is Disneyland, which I love Disneyland. That's one of my favorite vacations growing up. So it was just one of our favorite vacations to take our kids to. And for me, I just think because I was familiar with it. I kind of knew what to expect going in. So it was easy to make that more of a tradition of a family trip for us. And in Arizona, we live about six hours away. So it's not too far to drive. But so how can other people, why would other people maybe who haven't been to Disneyland, let's kind of sell them on the idea. Oh, sell them on the idea. They want to take a trip to Disneyland. Well, um, I'm the same way. It's just six hours away. It's really quick. And, but Disneyland's kind of changed a lot um, in the last couple of years is you can't just show up and get, get going on your vacation. But I think what makes it magical for me and what I think other people will enjoy is that there's so much to do for all ages, whether you have little babies, um, if it's a couple's trip, if you have teens, if you want to go with your adult children, um, it's just, there's something for everybody. And, uh, especially if you kind of grow up watching anything, Disney movies or like star Wars is really awesome. Um, the star Wars land, I just feel like people of all ages and all sizes, groups, ages, whatever can find something that they're going to love there. Yeah. And I agree with that for sure. So why are family vacations important? Oh my gosh. So my (laughs) husband and I talk about how um, it takes money to make memories and whether it's a little bit of money or a lot of money, you can create all kinds of memories, but it doesn't have to be a lot of money. Um, those times that we spend with our family, uh, on vacation are some of the, the most, um, memorable, um, the most fun, and you just learn to love each other and appreciate each other more. I think, um, we, the very first time we went, um, on this like 10 day vacation in our trailer, in our fifth wheel. And I was like, what am I doing 
10 days with these people. It's going to be the worst vacation of my entire life. And it ended up being the most fun because we just had each other. Um, there was no outside people, you know, in, in our group and we, I don't know, it just helped us love each other more and build those relationships. That's why I think vacations are important. Even if it's just going camping, that those are experiences that your family is going to have, um, with each other. And, um, just the relationship building that goes on on those vacations, I think is really important for families and especially as parents of kids. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And with teenagers, I know, um, traveling can't, you know, schedule is kind of difficult, but I found that just getting outside of our normal day-to-day schedule with being so busy. And sometimes with my teens, they're so busy. I don't see them all the time or we eat dinner at different times. So those vacations are so nice because we're all together, all, you know, all the time kind of out of that norm of the routine. And so devices or screen time, it just changes it a little bit so that you can have different expectations of like, Hey, this is something we're doing on vacation. So put your phone away. Whereas at, at home, there's just different habits and things that come up. So let's talk about though family vacations, cause they can be a little stressful. You could have the bickering, the fighting, not everyone is happy all the time. That's just kind of a motto that I have adapted. Cause then I'm not surprised when someone wants to be in a bad mood. What are some tips that you have for managing those expectations? Um, I think that you have to let everybody be where they're at. So like if you're busy teens or you're forcing them to go on a vacation and they don't really want to be there, you have to give them the space to be cranky for a little bit, but then try and bring them together. Um, Maybe letting the kids go on their own off for a little bit. When, uh, one time when we were at Disneyland, my kids, we were having a great time, but they really wanted to go do something. And I was like, I have an eight-year-old and an 11 year old and a 13 year old. Can I let them go on their own? And I did, I let them go wander around for about an hour. Of course we were able to stay in contact, but I think giving them a little bit of room too to kind of do what they want to do is going to help with their overall attitude um, making sure you're doing something that they would enjoy doing. Um, um, when we go to Disneyland, I print off this list of all the rides that you can find in Disneyland and California adventure. And I give each of my kids that list and they check off all the things that they want to do. And then I gather that list and make sure that we are doing a couple of things that every kid wants to do. I mean, my son doesn't want to go see the princesses, but you know, he, my girls don't want to ride every main street vehicle either. So we kind of give and take there. Um, yeah, that's a really good idea, especially if you have different age ranges mm-hmm. and different dynamics, different likes and yeah. within each kid. I think that's a, such a great idea to yeah. give everyone an opportunity to have a say. Yes. And then try and make sure at least they get to do one thing that they really want to do. And maybe everybody wants to do the one big thing and that's great, but then trying to find ways to incorporate their likes as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So what if things don't happen as planned? Like I've been to Disneyland before when all of a sudden it's starting to rain and we try to be prepared with the ponchos and things like that, but it's still, I've had my, we've had situations where then my one of my daughters when she was little, her socks got wet. So she's freaking out because her socks are wet. So then we have to find dry socks. I don't know. What do you do when things come up that weren't 
planned and they're kind of frustrating. Yes. Well, anytime my number one tip for planning a Disneyland specific trip is to be, to plan, like make plans ahead of time, uh, be prepared. Um, and really with any vacation, if you're not planning, you can't really go on a vacation without a plan. Right. Whether you're going to Disneyland, whether you're going to a staycation at a hotel nearby, um, you have to like call and make the reservation. So that's just one step in the plan. But if you're planning for, you know, um, if it does rain, you want to make sure you have the waterproof shoes or extra socks um, or ponchos or, oh, um, our stomach we got sick at the park or we got sick on vacation and now we have to stay, you know, in the hotel or wherever because we were, have food poisoning. I don't know. There's all kinds of things that happen. And I think if you just prepare one um, and then kind of have a backup plan too, like prepare plan A, everything goes smoothly. Plan B, if something happens, just kind of um, go with the flow um, because you're like, well, I have this list of things I have to get done. We're going to do this, 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 but that doesn't always happen. So you have to be able to adjust and shift and make sure you're going along the path that your family wants to go on. Um, even yeah. if it's swim in the rain, go to the ho- back to the hotel and swim and it's raining. And that'll be a memory that you're creating. Find a different way to create a memory. Yeah. I like that. And just be adaptable mm-hmm. and be okay with, yep. with, making it fun, Mm -hmm. even if it's not exactly the way that you were planning on. Yes. Or take your, like, get your shoes totally wet. Like, okay, well, our socks and shoes are already wet. Let's go find all the puddles in the park. Yeah. Let's embrace it. Yep. Just embrace it. So what water shoes do you use? I actually, I have like these, um, covers that are, like rubbery covers and you just put them right over your shoes and then they kind of are cinched at your um, ankle. So I wear them on Splash Mountain because I don't like wet shoes. That would have been so nice. <laughs> I'm going to have to yes. check them out. <laughs> I, so I have, I have a post um, that's all about rainy days at Disneyland and all the things that you must have. And um, those shoe covers are one of the things Okay. and they just fold up really easy and you can put them in your bag and yeah. yeah. Cause that's the other thing I found that's difficult is we have these ponchos that before you use them, they're very compact. They fit yeah. in your backpack very nicely. Then after you use them, you have these big wet balls of plastic. Yeah. And what do you do? Typically it's me that has to hold everything in my backpack and I will hold it. We don't have little kids. I don't have a stroller. So we used to be able to just throw everything in the stroller, which was great. Yeah. Now I have a backpack. But that's still my one thing of like, I don't want to haul all this stuff around. I know. But I also want to be prepared. Yep. So we kind of switch off who carries it. We've done that. But I don't know if you have any tips for the ponchos. And it's raining, but now it's not raining. And so now you're hauling around this big old backpack of plastic. Yeah. I know. And that's kind of how it is. You just kind of like roll them up, stick them in somewhere. And then it starts raining again. You pull it out. I've also really, um, so the shoe covers are really slick because they do roll up really easy and not as bad as a poncho. Um, uh, you can get the little umbrellas that fit nice into like side pockets of backpacks. Um, or I just get a poncho that you just use one time and throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. So prepare ahead of time. So you're not buying it at Disneyland. Yes, exactly. (laughs) 
You can buy a whole bunch of those on Amazon. (laughs) Stock up. Okay. That's awesome. So do you have any tips for making it more affordable? Because Disneyland's super expensive. It's even more expensive. I don't know. I know that they've changed some things. So you do get more, like you can have pictures included and things like that with the genius. Um, saving, I guess, is a, an option where if you want to save for a trip, but do you have any tips on how families can go and make it more affordable? Um, yes, definitely planning ahead of time. Uh, I, so I work with, um, a company called getaway today and I actually, I was using them long ago uh, to buy all my Disney tickets to go through hotels. Um, I, so I recommend using getaway today because they have a discounted price on tickets over the Disneyland website. They work with a lot of hotels to get reduced rates um, and like third night free offers, fourth night free offers, free parking for the hotels. And by um, combining your ticket in your hotel, you can usually save some money there. And they also have a layaway plan. So you can pay, you know, $200 down and then pay off your vacation as you go up until like a week before your vacation is. Um, yeah. So finding something like that is how we plan. And then as far as like food in the parks, another thing that I like to do is when I go to the grocery store, um, if you can do this, I would, I buy like a $25 Disney gift card every once in a while and then save those up. And then you can use those in the park for buying your food or your souvenirs or find a hotel, book a hotel that has free breakfast. So that's one less meal you're having to, um, pay for, uh, and then bringing your own snacks into the park. Again, I have a whole, um, blog post about what you can and can't bring into the park with ideas of what snacks you can bring. So when we were, had younger kids, we would definitely plan to stay at a hotel that had free breakfast. We would bring our own lunch and then we would have like buy one snack and one dinner or dinner or lunch. We could do one meal we would buy. So we could plan our budget that way, but buying the $25 gift cards a little over a period of time really helps with that. And That's if you really have, good idea. I'd never thought of before. Yeah. Like you can get um, discounted gift cards, you know, they're like $5 off or so from target. If you have a target red card, um, Sam's club or um, Costco will usually have a little bit of a um, discount on their gift cards, but then there's uh, what's it called? disneygiftcard.com and then you can combine all your gift cards onto just one main gift card and just use that oh okay yeah Yeah, that is excellent advice because it does help you plan ahead yeah just work with that plan as you want to you know decide what trips you want to take and yes yeah I really like um and another thing that if this is like a once in a lifetime vacation going to Disneyland and you are you know doing the layaway plan and you're preparing for that I also recommend multi day tickets multiple day tickets so like okay. purchase a 2 day ticket um purchase a 3 day ticket depending on how long your vacation is and then um purchase the Genie Plus which is Disneyland used to have fast passes and that was a free program, but they don't have that anymore. And now you can use Genie Plus. And if you buy it at the time you buy your tickets, it's only $25. Whereas on the day you show up to the park, if you want to buy it, it could be $30. So if that's something you want to make sure you get to into the lines and ride the rides quick quicker, it would be another way that you could save some money because 
if you get to the park and you're like, oh, the lines are kind of long today. It's busy. Let's buy Genie Plus. Oh, it's $5 more than it would have been when I, and that's, you know, $30 per person per ticket. So. Right. And do you recommend, I know that there are a few rides like the Star Wars ride, cars, I believe, where you have to pay in addition to the Genie Plus. So if you have Genie Plus, but then you can have the option to pay for a right. fast pass just for those. Just for those specific rides. ones. Do you recommend doing that or depending on, if, I guess, how long you're staying there? It depends on how long you're staying there. Um, if that is like, I really, really want to ride Rise of the Resistance. And of course that ride, the wait times can be, you know, 60, 80 minutes long. I do have thoughts on the best time to get in line so that you don't oh, have to wait yes. as long. <laughs> okay. So rise of the resistance closes at nine o'clock. Usually it closes earlier than the park. So if you get in line like eight 45, usually you only wait about 40 minutes. Okay. So that's a great money saving tip. That's a great money saving to avoid tip. having to pay. To, yes. You know, extra. Yep. Right. And then for radiator Springs racers, if you really want like your family, you got a family of six, you're like, we're going to be in one car. We're going to get our picture. Then you either want to wait in line, which could be up to 120 minutes. Or um, if you're okay with not having that specific picture, you could do single rider, which, especially if you have older kids and you just want to get the ride in, um, you go through the single rider line and you only wait about 30 20, maybe 30 minutes. Like you can wait together okay. in line, but then you'll be put in a car with not your group. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like to do that. Um, my, my nine-year-old daughter was not really jazzed about that idea when we were doing it, but we ended up being in the same car. So that worked out good. That did. Yeah. yeah got lucky. Yeah. We got lucky. So, um, single rider lines are a great way to avoid having to pay that. Um, and then I think, um, there's a new one, the Mickey Minis Runaway Railway, which is oh, another yeah. one you could pay. Um, you could rope drop that one if you wanted to. Um, I'll go through all my tips to have like the best Disney day in just a minute, but, okay. um, so I can kind of explain what rope drop is. Yeah. I was like, there first. yeah, you could head okay. there first. Sometimes it could be shut down. Uh, you never know. It could be kind of sketchy, but, um, you can just watch wait times and try and get in line when the wait goes down, but. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll take us through. I have one last question that I'll ask, and then you can take us through your tips for the perfect. Okay. Design. All right. Um, because this week I've been talking about social media and families and managing it with our kids. And so whether you have younger kids or older kids, you can just give me your opinion or what works for you, what hasn't worked for you. And because I love that you're a content creator as well. And you share a lot online. And so I would love to hear how you manage that so that you're present on your family vacation, but you also are working because you're creating content and that's important for you. So how do you do that? And then hold your, I guess, manage your expectations with your kids. Or if your kids are like, well, I don't know if you have this where your kids will be like, why are you you on your phone? Or you're wanting to teach your kids how to manage their device, not be on it all the time not needed all the time, but then as a content creator, you're wanting to get pictures and create content. Speak to that a little bit. So, um, really only one of my kids has a phone right now, so I'm not really in the thick of it yet. 
Yeah. But, Tell me how old your kids are. I should have asked you that in the beginning. Oh, okay. So, um, nine and 12 and 14. So okay. my 14 year old is the, my boy. And then I have two daughters. Okay. And so he, he has a phone. Um, but as far as I go, I try and get all my work done before they come home so they can be present when they're home. Um, we try and eat dinner together. Again, that's something that not every family can do. Um, and not have our phones out while we're having dinner. Um, having a time where devices are all turned off, you know, 10 o'clock at night, devices are off. Um, and on family vacations, my kids, they've learned because I've been vlogging for like a long time. Yeah. Like, Can I eat mom? Or do you have to take a picture of my food? <laughs> I love that. Cause you really have been doing it almost their whole life. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And so they've kind of, they know that they have to wait until I say, okay, you can eat it. But I've tried to involve them too. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to go to Disneyland. They know I'm going to be taking pictures and stuff. How can I involve them? Do they want to help me set it up for the pic picture? Do they want to do the video? Do they want to be in the video? So I try and include them with that so that it's not so much me on my phone while we're trying to have a vacation. Yeah. And when I'm with my family, I do try and scale back a lot of what I, um, what I record and what I video so they can be present because, you know, they're only little for so long or in your home or in your sphere of influence, really, before they're right. off to college or getting married or whatever they're doing. So um, I try and, and make that um, more present or coming up with a game that we can do in the parks together, um, giving them some free time, put them, have them do a scavenger hunt so that if they want to use their phone, like give them a reason to be on their device. Like, okay, everyone. Let's take an hour and like, go see how many rides you can ride. Or let's go see if we can find Mickey Mouse, get a picture with Mickey Mouse. And then really fun idea. Yeah. Make it fun for them too. Yeah. And then they can be on their device, but also be part of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. I love that idea, which I'm thinking just other family things that you can do if you're not even on vacation, but just incorporating that device mm -hmm. to have fun anywhere. Yeah you know, where you're still connecting. I think that's a, such a great idea. You yeah. really with that. Or like share, um, did you take any pictures today? Share your favorite one or such like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite picture that you took on your phone today? I love that positive outlook. So it's not so sometimes I can get into that just mode of like, put it away. Yes. Why you, why, <laughs> it's yeah. like, you, they just get sick of my voice. At that <laughs> but I love that positive incorporation of it. And then when you do ask them to put it away, I feel like it's such a better, you have a better relationship with them and a connection with them anyway. Yeah. Doesn't feel so conflicting. Yes. And like a, yeah, like contentious. Mm -hmm. Love that. So take us through your perfect Disney day. Okay. So my perfect Disney day, these are, these are my top Liz's top tips for having awesome. a great day at Disneyland. <laughs> um, okay. Again, tip number one is to get plan, get prepared. And that being download the Disneyland app. If you, you have to have your Disneyland app, the smartphone anymore to really make your trip to Disneyland successful and get familiar with it before you go, because that's where you can hold all your tickets. Um, that's where you can mobile order your food, which saves you a ton of time and waiting in lines for food. Um, and just get the lay of the land. You can be watching wait times um, and know where things are so that it can help you plan like where you're going to go throughout the day. So Disneyland app, number one, 
um, download that and be prepared with how to use it and where everything is in the, in the app. My number two tip is to stay somewhere close, whether um, it's like within a two mile radius. Uh, so you can get walk there, walk to the park. Um, you can park and get on the tram close, um, but stay somewhere that you can get there in a reasonable amount of time because you want to get there early and try and get as much done in the first couple hours at Disneyland that we can. Um, that's when wait times are low from like eight to 10. If it opens at eight, eight to 10, you can get a lot done if you plan to be at the park about 30 to 45 minutes early. Um, so I like to get through security within that 45, 30 minutes early time frame. get in line at the turnstiles because they will let you into the parks even before official opening time. So um, if Disneyland opens at eight, I like to get there and get through the security all the way through the turnstiles down Main Street and be at the end of Main Street where they hold a rope. That's why they call it rope drop. Okay. Right where like Mickey's partner statue is, Mickey and Walt. Yeah. You have a rope there. So you can't go past that, but you can go, you know, enjoy the atmosphere, listen to the music and be ready for Disneyland before then. And then eight o'clock, they'll drop the rope and then you can go to your first ride. And um, if you wanted to rope drop Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you would just head back down to Toontown and get in line there um, or ride Space Mountain. Like you can get it. I don't know. I think I got six or seven rides done um, during rope drop time, which is what we call the eight to 10 hour time. Okay. So kind of have a plan of where, which rides yeah. you want to use. And I would not use my genie plus. Like if you have genie plus save okay. that for a little bit later. That's a great idea. Cause I know we have used it and I've never implemented that tip. So then you get to a point where you don't have any more yeah. options and yes. you're going to have this dead time. Yep. But if you take advantage of that early morning, that's a great yeah. idea. So if for example, your favorite ride is Space Mountain. Like your family loves that ride. Um, with Genie Plus, you can only use that fast pass Genie Plus option one time per ride. But I always pick what my favorite ride is. And then we go do that first usually. And then, um, then we'll do it again later in the day when the line time is longer, we'll use our Genie Plus for that. So like Space Mountain, Matterhorn, Buzz, um, star tours, you can get most of that stuff done within the first hour. And then you can still use your fast pass times or your genie plus times later in the day. Or if, um, let's say Indiana Jones is your favorite, ride. I would hit that one first and do Indiana Jones and jungle cruise and pirates and thunder mountain, and then, um, haunted mansion. So depending on which way you just know which land you kind of want to start in and then line up by those ropes for rope drop. Okay. And hit those rides. Um, so that's what I do. Um, if you have little ones and you want to do fantasy land, um, head for rope drop at that time and do all the rides in fantasy land. Um, cause those do not have genie plus options. So if you, and the wait times can get, yeah. And they can get really long. Um, so I would do Fantasyland first thing or wait till like later in the day when maybe families have gone home uh, with little kids to take naps and do them later in the afternoon evening time. 
um, and then use a single rider as much as possible. Um, so the single rider um, rides are Matterhorn, um, Web Slingers, I'm trying to think all the ones, Splash Mountain, which is not open right now, um, Millennium Falcon, which is where you drive the Millennium Falcon in Star Wars. And then over in California Adventure, it's Web Slingers, um, Grizzly River Run, Incredicoaster, and Radiator Springs Racers that have the single rider line. So use single rider lines when you can. Like if those are the rides. Oh, and Space Mountain actually has single rider going on right now too. They, they just brought that back. So that's a lot of the bigger rides that if you have older kids, they can just go. Yeah, you can get multiple times. Yeah, get multiple, multiple times in. So, and then mobile order your food. So in the Disneyland app, you can um, use mobile order. Uh, you can attach your um, Disneyland account to a credit card. Unfortunately, it does not let you attach a gift card. So I have to go in every time and just enter in my gift card information. Um, but like I said, I go to DisneyGiftCard.com. I put all my gift cards in there and then just transfer it all to one gift card and keep that with me. And okay, so then you can use the physical card. Yeah, so I can use the physical card if I if I stand in line because like churros and yeah. popcorn, you can use that card there. But then if you want to use the um, mobile order for bigger meals, um, then you can just um, put the number in when you're ordering your food. That saves you time. Okay. Yeah. For, so you don't have to wait in the like 40 minute line. You can be like, oh, we're walking over to Jolly Holiday. I really want to get the raspberry rose macaron tip. That's my favorite treat. Order it early yes. in the day. <laughs> yes. That um, is delicious. Yes. So you can say, okay, I'm going to just order my food so that I can go on another ride while I'm waiting for my food to be done. Instead of waiting 40 minutes at Jolly Holiday, I'm going to go wait 40 minutes for Jungle Cruise. And then when I'm off of Jungle Cruise, it'll be time for me to say, I'm here, prepare my order and then go grab my food and I'm on to the next thing. So nice. Yeah. So mobile order is huge to save time. Um, if like, again, if it rains, there's some rides that do close down, but um, there's a lot of indoor activities that you can do to stay out of the rain. Um, a lot of shows, um, you can stand and wait to meet characters indoors. They usually move the character meet and greets indoors. Um, so yeah, being prepared for the rain is good. Just as like, what's the forecast when we're going to be there? Let's have the things ready that we may need. Um, my girls have gotten better at holding their own stuff. They bring their own little fanny pack so they can kind of hold their own stuff too. Um, if you want to watch fireworks, um, I recommend watching it over by small world um, because people will sit and start waiting for fireworks, like, or the parade, like two hours before. Yeah. Um, so kind of be aware of what the show times are for the fireworks and for like a parade. If you want to watch the parade, you know, a small world is a great place to kind of get there maybe 30 minutes before and find a spot. If you don't want to do any of those things, avoid those areas where the parade will go down, go to the other part of the parks and, um, enjoy the park where it's not so crowded. So, um, and then stay for as long as you like, if, if you need to go home, go back to your hotel. If you're staying close, it's easy in the middle of the day when it's hot and crowded, go enjoy your, um, hotel, go to the pool, take a nap and then come back. 
also that will help for you to like have the best day taking a little yeah. break. Kind of because it gets tiring. I know mm-hmm. that certain times I've been and I've just felt more tired than I have ever felt in my yes. life. So taking yeah. those, those times and breaks is so nice. Yes. Do you have an ideal number of days that you think is good to, to stay? I think three days is great. Um, especially because park hoppers can be really expensive. Yeah, I was gonna ask you too about that. <laughs> you recommend park hoppers or single day. I recommend single day because I am a classic lover at heart. So Disneyland is like my ultimate favorite. I can do two days in Disneyland and one day in California adventure. I know not everybody loves Disneyland like me, (laughs) but I tend to do like the one park per day ticket with the genie plus option so that I could do one full day in Disneyland and then do all the rides there the next day, go to California adventure and then go back to Disneyland and finish my trip there. So I think if you can do three days, that's great. Um, If not, then maybe you want to do the two days with a park hopper so you can go back and forth. But I think if you have a good plan um, and utilize your time well, you can get everything done that you need to do or want to do. Right. And save the money. And save the money. Way to Mm -hmm. save money and know that you're not going to miss out. Yeah, exactly. Possible to get it out. Yes. And um, if you want to do like souvenirs, if you have little, littler kids and they are going to want to buy like a stuffed animal or something, see what you can buy beforehand and just keep it in your backpack or stroller. And then, yeah. And then be like, Oh, look, look at this fun souvenir that mom didn't have to buy at the park. (laughs) Yeah. They don't have to know that. Yes, they don't. That's such a great idea. Cause it really, you can find so many cute things. I mean, on Amazon or other stores, we have to get it on the park. Yes. And pay that price. Yeah. So, um, and really if you need to take a break, take a break, find some downtime, sit and people watch or, um, enjoy a meal that you're seated, that you're seated for so that your legs can rest. You can, you're not in such a rush because you don't want to leave and go. That was, we were trying to get so much done that we had, like, it was too, it was stressful. Like, Oh, we have to go here. We have to go here. We have to go here. No, enjoy it stop and like look around and um do let your kids have a bit of free time and then you and your partner can have some free time right yeah. <laughs> your kids are old enough hey kids go have fun hey, we're gonna go do this and we'll meet you back here and um that'll give them you know have a little bit of fun on their own um and feel like they're older and responsible and all that thing all that kind of thing but then um yeah but the rides may break down, you know, not everything's going to go per plan. Rides may break down. It could rain. Um, somebody gets sick. Um, and so you kind of have to just go with the flow too. If you have a plan and you're like, you have to be flexible. Yeah. So. I love that. I think that's a perfect way to kind of bring it all together is enjoy it and be flexible. Yes. Yep. Enjoy and it and be flexible. Wonderful, a wonderful family vacation. Yeah. Yep. You can still make it really fun. Even if you don't get everything on your list done, if, as long as everybody gets to do one thing that they had fun doing, then it's a success. I love it. Well, thank you so much. It was so much fun talking to you and it really makes me actually want to plan a trip now to Disneyland. I'm sure <laughs> everyone listening is wanting to go too. Yes. So share again, just where people can find you if they want to go find you on Instagram and I'll put everything in the show notes too. If you have a website and everything there. But okay. what is it that you would like to tell my audience? Anything that you offer? And 
where they can go. Okay. Well, you can find um, all of my Disney food and fun at Disney food and fun on Instagram. And it's Disney food, the letter N fun. Um, also, if you did Disney food and it'll take you to my blog page that has all my Disney tips, Disney copycat recipes and um, Disney craft ideas. So you can find um, what I recommend for park days that are rainy um, snacks that you can bring into the parks, how to use genie plus uh, where to get your discounted Disneyland tickets. And um, if you wanted to email me at um, lizoncall.com uh, or lizoncallblog at gmail.com, you can email me and I will, I'm happy to answer any questions. You can message me on Instagram. I really am because I'm so passionate about Disneyland and I have such a good time. I want other people to have a good time. I have lots of hotel recommendations. If you're looking for somewhere that's affordable, um, so please feel free to message me. If you have any Disney questions, you can also find me at lizoncall.com. That's my blog where I share all kinds of recipes, um, and craft ideas that are hopefully doable, um, and easy for everyone. And, um, Liz on call is also on Instagram on, um, TikTok and on YouTube. So Oh, awesome. So many places to go. Thank you, Liz, for being on this podcast today and sharing with us how we can plan for and prepare a fun family vacation. Whether it's to Disneyland or anywhere else, making memories with our families is so important. If you want to connect with Liz, whether it's her blog or on Instagram or YouTube, TikTok, check out the links in my show notes. You can find everything you need there. If you have not yet downloaded my three-step guide, or how to avoid a power struggle with your teens, you can get it at parentinginthemiddle.com backslash power struggle. 